Henry's Foreign Policy Aims, Part 2. The previous chapter suggested that Henry's position as king was insecure because of the Yorkist threat and his weak claim to the throne. As a result, his foreign policy was subordinate to ensuring the obedience of his subjects and his attempts to achieve internal security. This internal weakness was made worse by the support given to his opponents by other European powers, particularly Burgundy. As a consequence, one of his main concerns, particularly at the start of his reign, was to secure his throne from both domestic and foreign threats. Henry was also a usurper, and therefore he wanted to gain recognition for the Tudor dynasty from other European powers. His weakness, again particularly at the start of his reign, was made more acute because of his financial position, and this encouraged Henry to adopt a more defensive foreign policy than his predecessors and avoid war if at all possible. This approach allowed him to protect the kingdom from possible invasion in support of other claimants to the throne and build up his financial resources so that he could fund any necessary defensive measures. Not only was there the threat of invasion from other claimants, but there was also the threat of invasion from England's traditional enemies of France and Scotland. These two countries could exploit Henry's weak position in order to launch attacks either on England's northern frontier or the south coast. Scotland was seen as the back door to England, and the northern border was a frequent area of border raids, if not full-scale invasion. With France allied to Scotland, a joint invasion was always possible, which was even more threatening to the king, as he would face a war on two fronts. Henry's claim to the English throne was weak. He was seen as a usurper, and not only did he face challenges to his throne from within England, but some European rulers might exploit this weakness to undermine him, or, as with Margaret of Burgundy, restore the Yorkist line to the throne. As a consequence, Henry wanted to improve relations with the major powers and gain allies to discourage attacks. He therefore sought alliances with a number of foreign powers in order to gain protection, recognition and guarantees that they would not support other claimants to the English throne. One of the methods used most frequently to achieve this was marriage alliances, and Henry sought to marry his children to the sons and daughters of other European rulers in order to develop closer ties. The dynastic threats to the monarchy and its weak financial position also meant that the avoidance of war was a major aim of Henry. War was very costly, and while the royal coffers lacked funds, Henry sought to avoid conflict whenever possible. In particular, Henry wanted to avoid war with France, as not only was it a close neighbour and ally to Scotland, but it was also financially stronger than England. Although national security was a major concern for Henry, he also wanted to improve England's economic position as increased revenue from trade would strengthen the monarchy. Therefore, Henry wanted to maintain the cloth trade with Burgundy and develop closer trading relations with other nations such as Spain. 
However, trade was secondary to national security, and Henry suspended the cloth trade with Burgundy when it supported Warbeck. Historians such as S.B. Crimes have divided Henry's foreign policy into three phases. Firstly, 1485-92, to a period when Henry followed a policy of diplomacy to secure the throne. 1493-1502 to was the second phase, a period when peace with Scotland was eventually secured and Henry's position appeared to be stronger and his policy more successful. And finally, the third period, 1503 to 1509, a period when Henry's position weakened and he ultimately became more isolated. As you study his relations with the European nations, it will be helpful to see how far his aims were maintained in each phase, or whether his priorities changed. So how successful was Henry VII in achieving these aims in the early years of his reign? In the early years of his reign, Henry's major concern was to consolidate support and secure his position on the throne. Initially, at least, Henry was successful in securing support abroad. France had supported Henry's seizure of the throne in 1485, and he was initially able to negotiate a one-year truce with France, which was later extended to 1489. Brittany also had supported Henry during his years of exile, and he was able to use this link to secure a commercial treaty with them in 1486. Henry was also successful in securing better relations with Scotland, and signed a three-year truce in 1486. Relations with Scotland were made more secure by the assassination of James III in 1488, as it brought his young son James IV to the throne. The final country with which Henry was able to secure an agreement was the Holy Roman Empire. In 1487, Maximilian, the heir to the Holy Roman Empire, renewed Edward IV's treaty for one year. As a result, Henry could be fairly confident that other countries would not assist rival claimants and that he had been accepted as king by a number of countries. However, this successful start to the reign did not last as the appearance of Lambert Simnel caused various diplomatic problems which would challenge Henry's security and the initial agreements he had made. The next sections of the chapter will consider Henry's relations with individual countries. As you study these relations, it will be helpful to consider how accurately the division of his reign into the three phases reflect his relations with that country. <laughs>